Hello, everybody. Welcome to the coolest show in Bill's Mafia, next to being in Western New York itself. I want to thank Harris Heller for that beautiful synth wave that introduced us. And my name is Jake, your host of The Low Down. I hope you're having a great day, however this is finding you. If you're in the gym or if you're in your car getting ready to go to work, it's the last day of the week. I know how you're feeling, everybody does, or maybe you're just getting out of work and you're ready to listen to Buffalo Bills football to get you started on your weekend. And for that, I want to thank you for joining me and choosing me to be the one that helps you into your weekend and choosing the Built-In Buffalo Podcast Network for your Buffalo Bills podcast. Now, you've probably never heard of me before. This might be your first time ever listening to me. My name is Jake Jordan. I am a content creator. I have made things on the YouTube space. I'm on Twitter, obviously, and for a while I was with the Buffalo Fanatics podcast network, and, you know, those guys were all awesome, and there was just some things that happened at the end that wasn't anybody's fault, but it really just opened my eyes to a future situation in front of me, so I decided to make the jump, and now I'm here with all these awesome people on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. And, you know, it's draft season, ladies and gentlemen. We are about a week away from the actual NFL draft. It feels like it has been forever since anything has actually happened, at least when it comes to the NFL. And, you know, before we get into our topics today, I feel like since this is the first podcast, I should introduce myself a little bit more so you guys do have some background knowledge on me. So, who am I? Well... In the almighty words of Austin Powers, allow myself to introduce myself. And, you know, there's honestly not a lot. I'm a 21-year-old college student who sits in his home and talks about Buffalo Bills football. I'm also a radio and television production and marketing major, so I kind of do this stuff and actually go and take classes to learn how to get better on the mic to talk to all of you. And honestly, I love it, everybody. I love that I have this opportunity to go on here and have the shows on Friday and be able to talk to you, the people, go on Twitter and talk to you guys and interact with you guys there. And, you know, something that's happening on Twitter is going to be a big part of what this show is going to be today and the first half of the show I want it to be me and you talking to each other you know what it is and then the second half I'm actually going to be having a guest with me hopefully at this moment the ending the drought podcast they were also over at Buffalo Fanatics with me for a while and I always wanted to work with them and I never really got to and you know now it just turns out that we both became free agents and I want to talk to those guys. I finally want to do it. I want to bring them on the show. So that's kind of going to be the way that I want this show to be structured in the future. I want the first half of it to be a connection between me and you and we talk and we do all this stuff where we talk about Buffalo Bills football and anything and that can go for as long as it wants. I'd like to keep it at about 30 minutes but if it runs over 
oh well and then i want the second half i want to bring some people from the community in to talk to people that maybe you're listening to this and somehow you're not on twitter maybe you came from facebook i know built in buffalo has a pretty big uh community on facebook as well so if you're coming in from facebook welcome and you know there's there's a ton of people that come from all over with Bill's Mafia, and that's what I love it so much. And, you know, apart from me being a, you know, major in film and television and things like that and radio, uh, I love football, obviously. I've got a podcast where I'm talking about football. And, you know, my ties to Western New York, obviously, I became a Bill's fan when my father, well, my father's always been a Bill's fan. But uh, if you listen to the previous podcast that I had, the Jordan Hour, when it was on the Buffalo Fanatics, I actually introduced my dad and we did a whole, you know, interview with him and everything. Now, that's probably now that that's gone, I'll probably redo that in the future at some point. But uh, right now, my dad is the reason why uh, he was born in North Tonawanda. That's where he lived pretty much his whole life until he moved down here to Florida, met my mom. Boom, here I am. And I have my awesome brothers as well my older brother adam and my younger brother bryce you'll probably hear from them time to time on this podcast because guess what we all love buffalo bills football we're all just die hard every single time we have a conversation somehow you know something could be going on in somebody's life and somehow this conversation just turns into what are the buffalo bills going to do are they going to do it this year blah 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 whatever it's been doing that almost my whole life and you know I haven't been a Bills fan for all that long. I'd have to say that uh, I actually became a fan during the Rex Ryan years. At that point is when I actually sat down and watched my first football game. Although I had known about the Bills for years because I watched my dad suffer throughout the whole drought. And, you know, one of the funniest things that actually happened was is my uh, mother. Before she gave birth to me, I was still in the womb and the year is 1999 and you know we're still going on the run with Doug Flutie and all these things and you know I was born and then right after we're born the Music City miracle happens and you know it was pretty much said throughout my family that hey you know he was born Music City miracle happened and then there was the drought I was pretty much the reason in the family for why the Buffalo Bills sucked and you know what As soon as I turned 18, somehow things opened up and the drought ended. As soon as I became a legal adult, at least at that time, uh, (laughs) the drought ended and I felt it as a sign and we've been good ever since. And now my nephew has been born and the Buffalo Bills went to the AFC Championship And the year before that, went to the playoffs again with Josh Allen. And now he's the good luck charm. So I was the bad luck charm, and now my nephew's the good luck charm. So I'm happy about that. You know, there's just a lot of things that I could sit here and talk about my connections to the Buffalo Bills. I've got my two uncles as well, uh, one that actually still lives in western New York. And, you know, there's a lot of things that just have tied me to this team, and I love it so much. Probably just the same as you Now, there's one thing I was talking about Twitter. I said the thing about Twitter is probably going to be a big section of the show, at least today, and that is going to be talking about mock drafts. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know what you're thinking. Oh boy, I cannot wait to see another mock draft, and you know, that was a lie. I was just lying to you right there, because I know damn well that if you're on Twitter, you do not want to see 
one more damn mock draft unless it is from somebody like Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, something like that. And don't get me wrong, I do mock drafts too. You know, I'm one of those people that do a mock draft from time to time and I kind of throw it out there like, hey, this would be an awesome mock draft, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, my big problem is is there seems to be a big subsection of the community that uh, puts out a ton and ton of mock drafts. That's my problem, right? So I like to think of myself as a creative person. I, you know, do things on YouTube. I also make memes, a la like Brother Bill, who I would love to have on the show one day. That would be awesome. Uh, but legitimately, I, I go out there and, you know, I see over and over again and don't get me wrong there's people that you know do mock drafts and it's like a weekly thing like dave tilton from the buffalo fanatics and the air raid hour does mock draft monday i love that you know a person who puts out their one mock draft a week that's great and there's shows that are centered around mock drafts too and i love that there's shows that go in there and they show you players that maybe you've never heard of before they talk about them obviously they don't always draft all of them but when you're thinking about options you know there are options there uh, and but a lot of the problem is that when you look at these mock drafts they're almost all the same right you see the same players throughout almost all of them and I'm just I sit here and I look at them and I'm like how much see since I'm a creative person I see these people beating something to death right that's why I'm so happy that the draft is next week because that means I won't have to see mock drafts anymore for the rest of the year because honestly I could I couldn't care less and I'm sure a lot of other people couldn't as well and when I say mock drafts I'm not talking about the once a week thing I love those I love seeing those somebody puts out their opinion like once a week that's great my problem is there's some content creators that put one out daily they put one out three, four times a day. I have seen m accounts where mock drafts have been like four times a day, different mock drafts. They have different players in it. And I can't believe that, you know, somebody I, I know creatively right now, Bill's Mafia doesn't have much to do. We're kind of we're in the off season. There's not a lot. We see a couple of sporadic signings here and there. But in all honesty, I see these mock drafts and I just sit here and I go, man, these people are creatively starved, some of them. I see three, four, five mock drafts a day. And, you know, a lot of the time I look at it and I go, okay, maybe they just have fun doing it. But then I see some accounts that put mock drafts out and it's like, oh, I took a running back at 30, but then every other one has got like, and they want you to click on it and be like, why the hell would you take a running back at 30? Or they pick somebody who they're like, oh yeah, I didn't think this guy would drop this far when it's probably just the mock draft machine not knowing what actually is going to happen, which is my big problem with mock drafts as well as nobody knows what the Buffalo Bills are going to do. This is the first year that the Bills have actually went into the draft and we're saying, okay, where are the glaring holes? Is there a giant hole in any part of this team? And, you know, a lot of people are going to go out and say, oh, well, the running backs when that's completely not true. Uh, there are some places where we can improve on. But there are just all these mock drafts out there of people, and there are some people that will criticize these mock drafts, and it's like, dude, you don't know 
what the Buffalo Bills are going to do, just as much as this guy putting the mock draft out doesn't know what the Buffalo Bills are going to do. And you just see these mock drafts three, four, five times a day from some accounts, and it's just odd to see that. As a creative person, I look at it and I go, man, that person is creatively starved right now. Like, I think about what's going to happen after the draft with some of these accounts. What are you going to talk about? See, that's my thing. I like having this podcast because there's a ton of stuff I like to talk about. You know, sometimes I'll even talk about the AFC East probably during this first half right here once I'm done with mock drafts. Like, I like talking about other teams. I'm not just a Bills fan. I'm a football fan. So when you come here, I'm going to give you the lowdown on everything, not just the Buffalo Bills. You want to hear about the Buffalo Bills, and I'm going to tie it into the Buffalo Bills in some way. But you also are a football fan. You're probably wondering what the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots are going to do because guess what? There are rivals. Uh, you know, there's I, I see these people creatively starve because they can't do that. They're like, okay, what is the big thing right now? Oh, people love mock drafts. Okay, but then they beat it to death, right? To the fact that where you've got people like me that I love mock drafts. I do mock drafts. Again, like I've said, I go and I look and I'm like, Man, I am just so sick and tired of mock drafts now because these people are beating them in the bush just trying to get some attention to try to get some clout on Twitter. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the biggest person on Twitter, and I'm not. I'm far from it, actually. I just actually about hit 100 followers on Twitter, and it's like the biggest thing for me because I can't believe even 100 people would hit that, you know, that follow button on Twitter. And I think it's crazy because I see these people just putting it out where it's like, yeah, I took this no-name, backwater, power five, non-power five player. I think he's going to be a stud. And you know they picked that person because they want you to be like, who the hell is this guy? Your mock draft sucks, blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, I, I just mentioned backwoods non-power five teams and I'm not saying that there's not players out there that cannot be good and you know that's why when I look at it I see and that's another problem with mock drafts is I see these people fall in love with these guys who they think are going to be stuck like this guy could be a steal when most likely he's probably going to be a low second rounder but I see some people saying hey let's take him up here and there's a couple guys that I love in this draft right I love Asante Samuel Jr. I think he's a pretty decent cornerback who would probably be a huge upgrade to the Buffalo Bills. But I also like some edge rushers out there. I like Quiddy Pay. I don't like Jason Owe. That's just kind of my opinion. Uh, there's some other guys out there too. Like I love most of the linemen out there. I love Quinn and Mears. I love Creed Humphrey. You know, there's guys that I've gone out and I've scouted and I've looked at. There's some tight ends that I love in here. I like. Brevin Jordan, I love Hunter Long. Uh, obviously, I love Kyle Pitts. If you don't know, I am a UCF student, but growing up, I was a Gators fan my whole life. So, you know, I watch the Gators and UCF, so I'm a little bit biased towards both. Um, but, you know, there there's just a lot of positions in this draft where I'm like, yeah, the Buffalo Bills could get better. And you know, I see these mock drafts where these guys fall in love with some of these guys, right? It'll be a guy that, you know, most people have graded as, you know, he's a second round talent. Maybe I've seen some people, a day three talent, they're like, oh, maybe we should take him day one. And I'm like, dude, 
what are you thinking? And, you know, that's just kind of what if you're on the Twitter space, if you're from Facebook, uh, maybe you're in some of the Bills Mafia groups or whatever on there. It's basically the equivalent of people posting like the when news breaks, they like post like the same thing over and over again and they all get approved by the moderators and you're like oh my god i'm tired of seeing this that's how mock drafts are becoming on twitter right now and people with their hot takes thinking that a dude that should go day three should probably go day two or maybe even day one and you're like dude you know now the big thing also is Roz scores right now and you know <laughs> what happened to going back and looking at the tape you know that's my big thing is you know you can go back and look at the tape and the guy's got all the intangibles but if his raw score is low, then for some reason he's supposed to drop. You know, I'm not hugely intelligent when it comes to that. And that's one thing that you're going to find out as you listen to this. There's one thing that I, I'm not the guy who's going to sit here and analytics you to death. I'm not going to sit here and throw around all these numbers that you don't understand. I'm going to put it in the plain terms that I can understand it so that most people can understand it. So that's my like my beef with mock drafts i mean this podcast is already about 16 minutes long about halfway through what i think that you know the buffalo bills should do uh i think the buffalo bills should take a corner at 30 if he's there i also like uh jeremiah wasu koromoa the linebacker from uh from notre dame i like him as well if for some reason we trade we traded up to get him i wouldn't be mad uh, if he fell to us, I wouldn't like I, I'd be super excited. You know, there's a ton of things. I don't think Brandon Bean is going to be very uh, stagnant when it comes to this draft. I think he's going to be moving around if he can. And if it's an option and if there's a guy that we really, really want that we think would be a huge addition to our team, you know, Brandon Bean's going to move up and, you know, make some plays to try to get some of these guys. So, yeah. That's my big beef with mock drafts. It's over. The rant is over. Now let's talk about something. I want to go through the AFC East and talk about the three other teams that we're going to have to compete with and what they might possibly do in this draft coming up. And, you know, I think the big one everybody's going to want to know about is kind of like the Patriots. Uh, I think the Dolphins are – I they moved back and traded with the 49ers. Uh, I think that the Dolphins are really just going to set themselves up with a, a better weapon for Tua. Uh, they've decided that they want to go with Tua this year, and it's it was pretty much obvious when they traded back out of that tops those top spots. They weren't drafting a quarterback. They've got their guy Tua Tungavailoa, and honestly, I don't I don't see the problem with that. I didn't like what was happening to Tua this year anyway. I felt that you know the coaching staff probably could have handled the situation better with Tua. And, you know, it's about time that management finally just said, hey, we're all in on this guy. And even though they brought in Jacoby Brissett, I really hope that Brian Flores isn't going to do that whole, you know, relief pitcher type thing with the quarterback anymore for Tua. It's just not going to work. And, you know, I think that that's a horrible decision. I think they're going to go with a guy like Jay, like Jalen Waddle or somebody else, a high name receiver in the draft that. Tua will be able to pair up with Deon, or Devontae Parker, and they're going to have that. And I think with their second pick in the draft, they're going to do something with an O-lineman. And, you know, I think that that's that. They're going to do an O-lineman, shore that up for Tua so that he has a little bit more time to try to throw it to whatever receiver they take and Devontae Parker and Gusecki. There's a lot of people that said that they should take Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is going to end up going to Atlanta, and that's a big 
big addition for Atlanta, especially with Matt Ryan. They're going to have Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and then in the backfield, they'll have Todd Gurley, and then also a tight end. They could have Kyle Pitts. That's dangerous right there for them, but they have some other problems except for their offense that they need to deal with. But the other team that we have to deal with is the Jets. I'm going to get to the Patriots. Don't worry about that. Um, when it comes to what are the Jets going to do, you know, in multiple of my podcasts, I really was just thinking, man, you know, there's, <laughs> there's so many things that the Jets could have done. I thought they needed to keep Sam Darnold. I didn't think that getting rid of Sam Darnold really got rid of your main problem that you had with your team. I really think that Sam Darnold, you know, actually with an offense that was tailor-made for him and he wasn't stuck with Adam Gase or anything like that, that he might actually have some success in New York. And, you know, if that's one thing I haven't brought up about me, I have a girlfriend. Her mother is a Patriots fan and her dad is a Jets fan. So I know about these two teams. I follow the AFC East very closely because I like to be able to have conversations with them and not just belittle them because, you know, our team is better now. But in in all honesty, I sit here and I look at, okay, what are the Jets doing now? They got rid of Sam Darnold. They traded him to Carolina. I think Carolina just got a, a basically, they didn't have to give up a first rounder for Sam Darnold. I didn't think that Sam Darnold was worth a first rounder anyway at least after what was put on tape and everything, even though I think Sam Darnold is still going to be really, really good for the Carolina Panthers. I understand what the Jets did when they went out and they said, hey, we want to reset the clock. We want to be able to go out and get our our new guy, reset the clock when it comes to paying the quarterback and see what they do from there. And, you know, honestly, if they had kept – Sam Darnold, my big thing is I wanted them to keep Sam Darnold and I wanted them to draft Penny Sewell second overall. I think that having him at both tackle positions, you would have Makai Becton and Penny Sewell. I think that no matter what quarterback you threw back there, he was going to have some time to do something. And, you know, now they want to go with Zach Wilson. At least that's what all the mock drafts are saying. And that's kind of my big beef right now with uh, what's going on in the actual draft boards, you know, that the experts in quotation marks are saying is, for some reason, why is Zach Wilson the, you know, the number one pretty much consensus player to go to the New York Jets? Why is Zach Wilson that guy? Obviously, I don't think Mac Jones is that guy, but I'm just wondering, what the hell happened to Justin Fields? That's my big problem. So I'm sitting here like, Justin Fields, for basically the whole college football season, it was pretty much the consensus that it was going to be Trevor Lawrence, and then after that, it was going to be Justin Fields. Justin Fields was the number two quarterback coming out. Then all of a sudden, you have Zach Wilson climbing up the charts, even though Justin Fields went out there with like broken ribs and absolutely lit it up. I I don't understand why did Justin Fields drop so much. I think that Justin Fields is not I don't think he's the best prospect, but you know, I I don't see why the Jets at least when you're looking at it optics wise, why would the Jets go with Zach Wilson over Justin Fields when, you know, Zach Wilson I mean, he lit up UCF, and that's, I mean, UCF's defense was awful this year. I understand that. But I have seen him have some 
awful games. Like I he his game against Coastal Carolina, if you go back and watch that, is absolutely awful. And yes, all quarterbacks have bad games. I know this, but I'm just wondering what the hell happened and why it's a consensus that Zach Wilson is going to the New York Jets. I don't think it matters anyway. I think that the Jets are just going to get Zach Wilson and a lineman. I think that that's probably what they need to do because, you know, that line, Sam Darnold couldn't do much behind it. So I hope Zach Wilson is ready to rumble if they decide to not go with a lineman later in the draft since they do have two first-round picks as well like the Dolphins. Now we're going to talk about the big bad Patriots. What are they going to do? Well, this is where I am. I'm stuck. I don't know what the Patriots are going to do because I sit here and I go, well, the Patriots, really, what is the one thing that their team needs? I think that their team needs a real quarterback. If if you don't go out and like just look at their team, right? They go out in free agency and they kind of do the thing that, you know, all of our teams did during the drought years or at least the Jets and Dolphins did. They went out and they paid all of these like, I'm not even going to say big-name free agents. Their two tight ends were big-name free agents, I guess. But the receivers they added were just, you know, wide receiver twos at best that they're going to be throwing out there, which I guess is better than some of the things that Tom Brady had to throw to. But now Julian Edelman's gone as well. And that was the thing I was originally going to talk about. Is Julian Edelman a Hall of Famer? That was a big discussion uh, that I wanted to talk about on my pod last week. But then things went down with... Uh, with some COVID vaccinations that me and my girlfriend got and she was sick and blah, 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 whatever. I had to take care of her and I wanted to talk about him being a Hall of Famer, but now I want to sit here and talk about what do they need? I really think they just need a damn quarterback. That's my thing. They have Cam Newton and, you know, during the year last year, I was calling him Scam Newton because I just don't know what the hell happened to him. Like, he he was doing well. I would say he was doing well up until a point, and then he caught COVID-19. And then after that, you know, things just went all downhill. Dude was just throwing it in the dirt on some wide-open passes. I don't know what was wrong. Maybe it was still the shoulder bothering him. There's just things to go. But when I think about what the Patriots are going to do in the draft, right, I think it all depends on what happens on draft day. So I think that Bill Belichick will be sitting there, and I still – think that the Patriots are going to go out and get Jimmy G. Now, I understand that the 49ers have come out and said that Jimmy is still their guy. They kind of want to have they want to have whoever they take at third overall, probably. I've heard Mac Jones. Uh, they want whoever they pick to – I, I think it should be Justin Fields if the Jets don't pick him. But I think that as soon as they draft their guy, I think Jimmy G is gone. I don't think that you have a contract like Jimmy G's just to move up. When I heard and saw that they moved up all the way to number three, I was like, Jimmy G's gone. You don't move up that much unless you're getting a quarterback. So they're going to get their guy. They don't believe that Jimmy G is going to be the one that takes them to, no matter what their general manager says, Jimmy G is not going to be the guy that absolutely takes them to where they need to go. That's what they believe. If they still did believe that Jimmy G was that, they wouldn't be trading up so much to get a quarterback. So I think that Jimmy G somehow in a draft day trade gets sent to New England. I think 
that'll be it. Cam Newton's contract that he has, they're able to get out of it if he doesn't even make the team. And then he can go maybe be the quarterback for the Chicago Bears who have no idea what the hell they're doing when it comes to their quarterback position. Uh, and I think that Jimmy G is a New England Patriot. Now, is that set in stone? No, it's not set in stone. Uh, Jimmy G could easily stay on the 49ers and then eventually just lose his job and then he ends up on the Patriots. That's uh, another thing as well. Uh, it all depends on what the Patriots be willing to give up for him. Obviously, it's not a first-round pick. And with their first-round pick, I think if they don't get Jimmy G, I think they try to take a quarterback if one is there. One of the quarterbacks that you know a lot of people are sleeping on because of the way that his season ended, and I already told you I'm a shill for the Gators and UCF, is Kyle, is Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask, to me, was up there in the Heisman voting with – Trevor Lawrence this year I mean everybody knew that Trevor Lawrence was probably going to get it but Kyle Trask was right there too trying to get the Gators were good this year and the problem was is that you know a couple of games they lose and then they you know some players just start opting out because you know they don't want to play they don't want to ruin their draft stock blah 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 they don't want to risk getting hurt for the draft whatever Kyle Trask doesn't have anybody to really play or throw to, and, you know, he has one of the worst games in Tanks' draft stock. But I give Kyle Trask some props for having the balls to go out there and actually play that game, even though he knew that almost everybody was going to be gone. Kyle Pitt's not there, and, you know, everybody's talking about him being one of the best offensive weapons in the draft this year. So Kyle Trask goes out, Tanks' draft stock, but there's still some rumblings here and there that the Saints are maybe interested in Kyle Trask. They're really high on Kyle Trask. And, you know, don't be surprised. I know everybody's talking about Trey Lance. I like Trey Lance, too. It's just I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be a guy who, you know, makes I think that he's really reminiscent of a guy who's coming from, I think, what, it's North Dakota State, uh, you know, I think he's really reminiscent of a guy like Josh Allen who they've had come out and say, hey, man, don't listen to all the haters, blah, blah, blah. I Don't be surprised. The one quarterback I don't want to see Bill Belichick get his hands on is a slightly – I mean, Kyle Trask isn't unathletic, but he's not like, you know, you're Justin Fields athletic, right? Uh, don't let him get that guy who can sit back there and be a pocket passer in Kyle Trask. And don't be surprised if somehow he goes in the second round of them, the first round – uh, if Trey Lance is sitting there, I could see them getting it. I've seen mock drafts now saying that Justin Fields falls all the way down to like 11 in the New England Patriots, like trade up to get him. That would just be a nightmare as well. I Even though I don't think that Justin Fields is I, – I feel like they try to run the same offense they did with Cam Newton. And while Justin Fields, I think, has a better arm than Cam Newton at this moment right now, I don't know if you're going to be able to run a two-tight-end set offense, kind of like a Lamar Jackson-style offense in a division now that has Sean McDermott, Robert Sala, and Brian Flores as head coaches, and Bill Belichick knows that. So that is what it is. This has been the first half of the lowdown with Jake Jordan. And I am going to be coming back with the Ending the Drought podcast, guys, to talk about things coming up. And you guys are not going to want to miss it. This ends the first half going into halftime of the show. I will be right back with my guest. So let's take a look back. So we talked about the 93%. 
He's a kickoff specialist, and we know that. We've seen that. You know, Tyler Bass, he, it looks like every time he's kicking the ball on kickoffs, he's looking to crush the ball. He's looking to send it to the back of the end zone. And he's looking to not give the return man an opportunity to take it all the way back on. He only, he only allowed nine returns in his senior season, meaning this is his game plan. This is the way that he plays his position. He's going to kick it so hard that you don't even get a chance to touch the ball. Welcome, everybody, back to the second half of the coolest show in Bill's Mafia outside of Western New York. I am your host, Jake, and you are listening to The Low Down. Now, if you listened to the earlier stream, I uh, I literally was recording that days ago, and I talked about the guest that I was going to have on. And, you know, since then, plans have changed. Uh people's schedules didn't work out so i thought i'd go to my old reliable and pull out my little uh my pocket book out of my back pocket and look at the names of people that i could just call up and bring on the stream and ladies and gentlemen i want to introduce you to my brother you've probably never heard of him before if this is your first time listening on the built-in buffalo network but he was with me on almost on i believe almost every single podcast yep that I had on the Buffalo Fanatics podcast network. This is my brother, Bryce. Bryce, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good, man. Just got off work. You know, it was a long day, but now I'm just chilling at home. Just talking to you, bro. Pretty good. It's always talking to me, man. We're always yeah, talking. I know, I know bro. But I wanted to do this thing with this podcast, right? Like you remember our old format where we kind of, you know, sat around and we just talked to each other. Right. I, I, I wanted to do a format where the first half of the show, people can listen to me. And then the second half, I can bring somebody on so that they don't only have to hear me. Okay. So I was like, all right, I was going to have Buffalo Bills content creators on. And I right. guess since you're on the Twitter space and do put out some tweets, right. you can be some form of content creator, especially since you were on a podcast with exactly. me. Exactly. I was there, man. So was, you are you are technically a content creator. So I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna interview some content creators. And like I said, some things didn't work out with the la the guys that I was going to have on here, the Ending the Drive podcast. I will have them on eventually, but right now I've got Bryce and I've got, I know for sure I have two major uh, content creators coming up for the next couple of weeks. I know they're here for sure. I'm not going to reveal their names because I know that you can get a little bit of clicks out of putting their yeah. name in a tweet. So I'll wait for that. Uh, but Bryce, I want to bring you on here, man, because these people probably don't know you all that well. Right. And and I want them to know the guy that I live with. Okay. And okay. and I and Are I you want sure? to, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't gotta go into everything, okay. but I definitely want people to know you. So tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Uh well. Act like um, we don't know each other. Okay, well, I go I go to UCF. Uh, I played a bunch of sports in high school. I was always big on football. 
I was always watching the Bills during football season, watching uh back in the back in the Sammy Watkins days Sammy Watkins days, man. I used to I used to love watching him whenever because I was a wide receiver in ninth grade and I was just I was just getting into to football really. And it was it was like Tyrod Taylor, Sammy Watkins, and I was LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy. Stephon yep. Gilmore. Let's yeah, keep man. About it. Yeah, bro. And um, uh, I was really getting into football that year. And I got put on the varsity team. And so I really started watching, like, the receivers and stuff. And that just – that really got me into that. But other than that, man, I'm just – I am I work a lot. I have a uh, – I just – I am I stay busy. I try and keep myself busy so I'm not at home a lot. You know that, but when I am at home, I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm watching Netflix. I'm playing the game, doing something, sitting on the back porch, uh, smoking on my vitamins. So you brought it up, right? You brought up that you got into the Buffalo Bills around the time where we had Sammy and Tyrod and LaShawn McCoy and Stephon Gilmore. Uh, yeah. I brought that up in the first half of this podcast to where I said that's when I got introduced to the Bills as well. Oh, okay. I, I, I think it's safe to say that's probably me and you both got into the Bills at the right. same time. Well, because I, when we were younger, we really didn't we, we really didn't watch football like that because dad didn't because he was always we were in Tennessee and we didn't get the games there and dad was always like, Well, the Bills aren't really that good anyway, so yeah, really dad, yeah dad really got his info from basically just being in group text with his yep, brothers exactly he, and he still kind of follows that same thing he doesn't really right right but we inform <laughs> him more now now he knows uh he has a better grip on it yeah it, exactly and yeah you you hit it on the head there we weren't really in i'm sure that if we lived probably in buffalo or or even lived, florida yeah, and, and because dad, of the Dolphins. Yeah, and Dad had more of a way to watch the Bills, right? And we probably with his brothers and stuff like that. Yeah, we probably would have been introduced to it earlier, and probably right. been Bills fans when we were younger. Exactly. But really, like I can remember, unless your team was good, you didn't really get them in Tennessee unless you were a Titans fan, right? Yep. So when we were there. It was like we got the magic games back when I was like eight and nine years old because That's the because magic they were good. Yeah, the magic were good then and going to the NBA finals. That was Dwight Howard, right? Yeah, exactly. Dwight Howard, Jameer yeah. Nelson, like I, I I can name that whole team, but basically Who was the point guard for that squad. They had a... That is Jameer Nelson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jameer Nelson and we had Hito Turkaloo and Rashard Lewis. We had a JJ Redick on that team. Yeah, that's the one thinking of JJ. But, Redick. but basically, like, that's when I got into basketball. Like, right. I got into basketball at that. So, who's to say that? I'd say, yeah, I was more into basketball. I was out in the driveway shooting hoops and stuff. I liked watching. And that's be, and that's because we got into basketball earlier, man. That's yep. because we got introduced to it more, and we were like, oh, we're from Orlando. And we got, mm -hmm. you know, the, we, I mean, you're a, a Heat fan now, but you're really more of a Jimmy Buckets fan. Yeah, I'm a Jimmy um, Butler fan, so I'm a I'm a honorary Heat fan. Right. But now. it would be safe to say that if the Bills were actually good, 
and we watched them, maybe we would have gotten into football more at an early right. age. So, right. like, I, it, it took until we got down to Florida to where we could watch the Dolphins versus Bills games. Mm-hmm. And it eventually got to the point to where it was like, oh, I kind of like this. So that kind of explains why we became Bills fans so late, even yeah. though, I mean, you can probably ask. I, I don't know about you, but I, I've gone back and done my research. I know. I know about drought teams. I know about yeah. all the coaches. I know all about that stuff. You like, more than me. Yeah, it's it's just I I wish we would have got into it earlier. And it almost feels like there are people in Bill's Mafia that almost feel like they have like superiority yeah. over people because mm-hmm. they got into it. Like they've been fans yeah, I see it you on know, Twitter, man. Since they came out of the womb. And mm-hmm. a, a thing that I wanted to throw at you right is that uh earlier in this podcast i i think i'm gonna name the episode of this podcast uh mock draft mayhem i don't know how often you're on twitter but uh, uh occasionally you- no i was I, w- I haven't been as active recently but i i get well, on it when i wake up sometimes well if you don't know there are multiple multiple people that just spam mock drafts right it's getting to the point oh, to where there's like i know there's like nothing on the sphere of bill's mafia except for hey look at my mock draft i swear <laughs> yeah. i see i swear <laughs> i see three of those tweets like every single day man and it's like like i get it it's draft season really the only thing you can talk about is who are the Buffalo Bills going to draft. But I, I kind of feel like I debunked that too, because a lot of our podcast beforehand, we didn't really talk about the draft all that much. Mm -mm. We, we somehow found a way to make topics that were outside of just talking about the draft, because I feel like almost every single show that you watch right now, yeah, we, like, well, stuff out of our ass, <laughs> like yeah. at the end of episodes. Well, at at that point, we were talking about you know what can the Bills do in free agency, exactly. And things like and that, already stretched it as far as we could. So. Yeah, like, and and the thing is, I think it's kind of because we we're not into the draft like that, right? We're not yeah. one of those shows. Like, we weren't one of those shows that was like, hey, let's let's go and. <laughs> go look at this guy from wisconsin whitewater yeah who's like i can and i'm i'm referring to quentin mears right there i don't know if you know who he is but he's a guy that i would actually like the bills to no, you know no in, in the draft but no like these i i mentioned it in the first half of the show i said like i'm not one of those guys that's going to analytics you to death and i feel like that's kind of like what we do like yeah. it's not we sit here and we and we shoot the shit right but we don't Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna sit here and go well this guy at this point had this many yards like it's i feel like so many people almost feel like that they're more superior to other people because they know those stats and things and maybe they are superior when it comes to talking about football right or maybe you're learning them for no fucking reason i i know like i (laughs) i honestly you're gonna love, learn hey, you're you're gonna learn uh like 30, 30 guys stats and and we're gonna draft one of them now you have those other twenty nine guys stats just in your head yeah you don't care about get, that 
they're gonna get drafted by someone else and you're gonna be like man i remember i scouted him and dude, yeah, i thought exactly. he was gonna be a stud <laughs> he was uh, number he was number eight bro yeah and and man i i just cannot wait for the draft to get here man like i don't i don't know how you feel about the draft obviously you're excited yes you're, of you're a football fan yeah. you're gonna be excited for it uh-huh. but i'm gonna just shoot a few questions at you like okay. what do you think is the priority for the buffalo bills at like not even just in general you don't gotta say what round you would draft the guy in but like we pretty much know that there's like a handful of things that the bills need in the first couple rounds like we know we need an edge rusher we know we Brevin need jordan <laughs> already you just go yeah. right off the bat with that Brevin is that your jordan. first round pick okay yep your... yep that's your first, first round. round pick first round Brevin right. jordan bryce you can't you can't be saying that nonsense man oh, oh, okay fine fine second or third third round third round yeah we'll I, third I, round. I, yeah, I would take Brevin Jordan in the third round, man. All right, maybe second. Second, so we have a conflict. <laughs> okay, we got we got a conflict. Why do you think that he he is not a second round talent, man? He's not I even think second he round is. talent. What makes you think he's a second round talent? You thinking he's a third? Ah, yes, I understand now. Yep. But just just thinking and not go, going outside of what the Bills are going to do because we can right. sit here and be like, oh, I want an edge guy, or oh, I'd like a tight end, or oh, I would like a corner. What do you think? Can I, you I believe think... Sam Fran's going to go Mac Jones at three? What the hell? Okay, so that was the thing that I touched on in the first – again, I touched on a lot of stuff in the first half <laughs> of the show, okay? So – that I touched on that. I'm like, what the hell happened to Justin Fields? <laughs> I'm saying, bro. Like, what? like, like, why is Justin Fields not the lock to go to the New York Jets? Because I wanted to ask you, like, what you think possibly the other teams in our division are going to do? Because my first half of my pod, I talked about mock drafts for like 16 minutes. And then the last of it, I finished out what I think the rest of our division was going to do. I and think the Jets are gonna get uh, Zach Wilson. I, I, and it, yeah, that's that's where that popped up in my head was I was like, they're pretty much a lock to get Zach Wilson yep. for some reason, right? But why the hell are they a lock to get Zach Wilson? Like, what the hell happened? Um, I watched, I watched Justin Fields go out there and break his damn ribs. And then get up and still go to the national championship. Yeah, and and oh, I I I have no idea. Still go out there and beat Clemson. Yeah. Like, like what happened? I remember after that game, everyone was like, "Yep, Trevor Lawrence is number one. Justin Fields is number two. Exactly. And What's then all of, all of a sudden, Zach Wilson has a good pro day, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that guy." Justin Fields have Jets. a surgery. I'm not quite sure. I. I I again, I'm not fully plugged in, but Gosh, I think every figure out your shit. No, <laughs> I I think a lot of it a lot of it had to do with they were saying that he was making he was always hitting his first read, like he was always taking his first option, right. and for some reason Zach Wilson's processing they think is a little bit better and things like that. Even though I've seen horrible 
Zach Wilson games where dude just throws picks galore. It almost really? reminds me. Yeah, I haven't watched him. I've seriously, just seen go, a picture of him. He looks like he'd be on TikTok. Seriously, go back and watch uh, BYU versus Coastal Carolina. How do you if throw you, that many picks against a Coastal Carolina? Bro, and then he goes out and he beats UCF, which I've put out on the record that UCF's defense was dog water this year. Like, yeah. they, I remember, bro, you were, there was a uh, reason they were getting into shootouts with people and the scores were like 50 to 60 or 40 to 50. Like, bro, like I was at the awful teams. I was at the first home loss in 29 games. Yeah, bro. I was there, bro. That was what? That was the Tulsa game? Uh, yeah. Yep. Tulsa. Oh, oh my God. I was just cheering in the student section. I ended in heartbreak. That's that's why we lost, Bryce. What? I told you. I told you. Because I was when, rooting when, for my team. Yeah, I told you because you went to the game. That's why we lost. God. But I went to uh I went to the uh, UCF USF game the year before, and they blew yeah. out USF. Yeah. So it can't be me. I went during the second undefeated season. I went and watched uh, Pitt versus UCF, and yeah. we like absolutely wiped the floor with them. Was Dane so, Jackson on that pit team? Uh, yes. Yeah, that was. Uh, and then the year after that, ate up. Gabe. Oh Davis my God! Yeah, there. Gabe Davis. He. It was him versus <laughs> Gabe Davis. Yep. And that was. Uh, that was. I watched that game, and I watched Gabe Davis absolutely take over. And that's when I saw the Buffalo Bills take Gabe Davis. I was like, dude. That I oh said the God. same thing because against USF, he put up four tutties. Oh my god, he was just an absolute baller. And exactly, then now, it, like every game, now it breaks my heart to see Mackenzie Milton being the quarterback of FSU. FSU. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like it FSU, is what so. it, it is what it is, man. And like I again, I think the Jets should have either kept Sam Darnold or draft Justin Fields because I feel yeah. like they're making the same mistake that they did in taking Sam Darnold. When I think Sam Darnold was probably a better prospect than Zach Wilson is right now. But because of one good pro day, you know, the Jets are gonna do what I the national see Sam media Darnold. I wanna see Sam Darnold do good in Carolina. Dude, there's some I watched a mock draft today where somebody was like, Yeah, I can see Carolina taking Justin Fields at eight. I'm like, <laughs> dude, they just they just gave up and it's not a shit ton of things. But still, it's like a, what a second, a four, and a six for Sam Darnold. Like, wasn't it? Wasn't it a? Uh, yeah, it was like yeah, a, you yeah, might, yeah, it was a, yeah, yeah. It was a second, four, and a six. And I and I'm sitting here and I'm going, man, they're real. Like I was like, that's a good. I thought that was a good deal for them, man. I thought. Yeah, me too. I do. Yeah. I I really. And they keep Christian. Come on now. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. They're gonna have Robbie Anderson and DJ. Mar- I'm like. What they need is just somebody to protect Sam Darnold. That's it. That's who they're going to take at eight. And if not, I could see, you know, there's other quarterbacks in this draft too where, you know, I see Trey Lance, and I don't know yeah. if you've seen anything on him. But That's not that Josh dude, Allen's thing on him. Well, yeah, he just looks like the new type of quarterback that you want, right? Yeah, so, but he was D2, so nobody – Yeah, But he, but he elevated – but he elevated his team. Yeah, I've 
I've I've seen I heard Trey that Lance on like a YouTube video. I see good. Trey Lance and I'm like, God, I know the Patriots are somehow going to draft a quarterback somewhere in this draft, and we're going to relate that back. We're bringing it back full circle now to the AFC East. I know that the Patriots are going to be drafting a quarterback, right? You At think it's going to be Trey Lance? If he falls low enough, I see a lot of I people couldn't. saying, like, I see a lot of people saying that he's, uh, that he's most likely going to not fall as far as like Justin Fields. And I'm like, hold up. I could see Bill Belichick going out and getting, um, I could see Bill Belichick going out and getting Trey Lance because he's basically Josh Allen. Yeah. Like, like he's like, you look at him and you're like, that's the kind of quarterback Bill Belichick does not want to see in the division. Right. Mm -hmm. So Bill Belichick's going to be like, fine, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and get myself my own Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't want. I don't want that. Do you think he's as smart as Josh? I don't know. That's to be seen. I mean, a lot of the comparisons is that the dude's raw and they don't know if he can make it to the like NFL level and everything like that. So I'd like to see Josh too. Exactly. I mean, that's that's a knock on a lot of quarterbacks. You never know if they're going to transition well to the NFL. Right. Like, dude could honestly, I'm I'm thinking all the expectations that are thrown on Trevor Lawrence, dude. Like, people are going to be calling him a bust. He already has the playbook. Mm. See, I don't know if he comes out and he's absolute, you know, dog water. Yeah, if he's dog water. (laughs) <laughs> then like the Dude, how long do those ja- yeah how long do those <laughs> jags fans sit there and go no he's still the chosen one like if he goes out there and for some reason with these expectations they're still like in contention for like the number one or number two pick next year like mm. i and and i don't think that that's plausible but it, it is something that could happen oh yeah like their team he i need to get a haircut was- he needs to just pull a. Uh, he better not. If yeah. he pulls a Herbie. Herbie. No, he. Herbie. Herbie. Because that's his nickname, man. Herbie. I like Herbie. That. Just <laughs> like you can't. I. I mean, I like saying like Herbert, but Herbie is just a. Herbie. It's. It's just a good nickname. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. Does Josh you have? Think it... Does Josh have a nickname? I call him Joshy. Joshy. Is that what it is? That's what I call them. I've seen signs. Uh, I don't know. I've seen signs, J-O-S-H-I-E, in the stands and stuff. I've seen uh, the Rich Eisen show called him the Mandalorian. Yeah, he's the Mandalorian too. Yeah, and Cole Beasley's Baby Yoda. Even though... What's the name of Baby Yoda? Grogu. Uh, No, I like Baby Yeah, exactly. I feel like Baby Yoda rolls off the tongue a little bit more but you know it doesn't roll my off manager the tongue. my manager at work yelled at me because i kept calling i still call him baby yoda and she's Even always like grogu, a... grogu and i'm like shut <laughs> up bro you know it doesn't roll off the tongue though grogu no the miami dolphins winning the afc east no that no, doesn't... No, doesn't or the new england patriots are back no. That doesn't roll off the tongue at all. What do you think, honestly? Like, honestly, seeing what the New England Patriots have done this offseason, 
and the draft capital that the Dolphins still have? Like, who do you think is still like the top competitor to come for the Buffalo Bills? Bro, you know I still think it's New England, dog. Yeah. They they went out and got all our weaknesses. The tight we're ends. Not, we're not gonna beat them twice. I I I honestly don't expect us to sweep the division next year like we did no. this year. Because this year we had the Jets who were absolutely awful. No, and, then, and I haven't seen I haven't seen the schedules for either teams, but I think I think New England finishes second. I I beg to differ. I, I know, I know. We've talked I, about it. I know, but the people that are listening to this probably haven't heard that one. Oh yeah, that's facts. That's so facts. they they don't know that I disagree with you and that True. I think that the Dolphins are still positioned to be the best, the second best team in our division. Right. I think that if Tua does take that step and then they go out and get a guy like Jalen Waddle, like, bro, okay. <laughs> that's that offense. I don't think Tua's going to take that step. You don't think so? No. But he's got to be better than fucking Cam Newton. I think Jacoby Brissett's better, and I think Tua's going to be benched. See, that's my problem. I'm really scared that they exactly. brought in Jacoby, they brought in Jacoby Brissett to keep doing that BS yep. where they sit Tua if they have to. Because don't get me wrong, Jacoby Brissett is a decent quarterback. I've seen Jacoby Brissett go out there and win games. Exactly, like, that's what I'm saying. So I have I have he no was idea. good with the Colts. I, I thought he was too. I thought honestly when he basically took over that Colts job yeah. from uh when Andrew Luck left, I was like, Oh, that's a pretty decent replacement. Yep. And then like they were like, No, we're gonna go out and get old man Phillip Rivers. I was like, What the hell? Okay. So And then look where that got him. That got him in the, the first round. <laughs> I was about to say, bro, we were we shut up! One... Shut up! We're taking it like we're taking it like champs. The Colts Man. suck. The only thing we're gonna be taking like champs is the end of this interview because you out here throwing all this shade around, not <laughs> wanting to acknowledge the facts, Bryce. All right, fine. The Colts are really good. The Colts are good, and now that they've got Carson Wentz, man, I know, I know. Like he's not gonna get hurt because of that freaking think... line. You think the Bills are just going to go out and, like, walk to the AFC Championship game again? Hell no, dude. We're going to have to fight every single inch of the way to even get back there. Right. Like, right. you can't... Yeah, no, I agree. You can't get complacent, like, with, uh, like, Kansas City. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, at this point, everyone's like, yeah, we just expect them to get the number one seed. It's kind of like what they used to do with New England back in the day, and I hate it. But I feel like that's just ingrained in our DNA. Yeah, I I agree. But, but yeah. I don't. I I always expect uh, the Bills to somehow let the other team come back in some type of way. So yeah. I'm always ready Bro, for it's, it. It's, it's always there, right? Like yeah. last year, like this past season, it was the Rams game. Yeah. Like, yeah. That and was, we and we had every, like every game after that. It was just like keep keep scoring, keep putting it on, just just keep going, keep going. And and I love that about the evolution of the Bills this year. Yeah, that was that was something that I liked. We didn't get ahead and just start playing like keep away. Yep. Like there were some. We did games play prevent a lot. We did, and I 
and and I hate that. But when it came to the offense, it was pretty much just like, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Go score again. Like, go do what you want. Like, score I forget. field goal. I forget what game it was. I think it might have been Seattle where we yeah, had, like. Yeah, we 44 to, like, three. I don't even know. Well, it was, No, like, it was, like, 44-17. Yeah, we were getting ready to go into the half, right? Yeah. So, we're ready to go into the half, and we get the ball back, and there's, like, a minute and 30 seconds left. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen said, no, we're just going to march down the field again. Yep. Like, and that's what we did. I think we kept count. It was 44 seconds it took us to get all the way. Oh, down yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So, that was that was a it great. It took like 45 seconds, yep. Yeah, man. That was great. The whole season was, was great. And this, yeah. and, and this interview's been great, man. I, believe it or not, we just hit 28 minutes. So, we're going to have to wrap this up soon because that will right. get the whole that get the whole podcast up to you know an hour but yep. do you have anything that you want to say because we're on this new network now i'm on this new network and anything you want to say like promote like your like your twitter man yeah man uh y'all follow me at bryce jordan 99 on twitter and on instagram it's bryce.j and that's about it man bryce you got those fire pictures on I do. I got five pictures on Instagram, bro. Follow me. And then you got hot takes on Twitter. Hot takes, hot takes. The hottest whenever I'm on there. Yeah, but not as hot as following the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network, where you can get all of your Buffalo Bills podcasts, especially shows like this, where we we literally have shows. I believe almost every single day of the week. Awesome. I believe there's like there's like one day of the week that we don't have shows. So I want to thank everybody. What? They got merch? They got merch. Awesome. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the coolest show in Bill's Mafia on the built-in Buffalo network. And I guess I will see you guys next time. Bryce will pop in from time to time. Yep, sometimes. But, but we're going to just keep it cool around here. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in. And I will see all of you next week to give you the lowdown.